Oh yeah. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I think I'm about to watch like some like cheesy movie about like snowboarding. Oh, you think this is a snowboarding one? I think this is like um. The- <laughs> I can't even say it with this guy's voice. Are you sure? Um, did you ever watch the Creed Shreds videos <laughs> no. on YouTube? No. Oh shit! Well, okay. Remind me after because I gotta show you. It's they just dubbed oh, okay. Creed concerts and it's like. That him going like, yes, sir, did you, did you <laughs> It's one of those great areas of YouTube along with the, oh, you got some John Petrucci. Oh, uh, love that. Yeah, love you know, that. I play seven million notes per second. <laughs> like, I really like the, the half step movement right here. It's yeah. Like, sounds like a Keith Urban song. Ooh, nice. Like this whole song could be like a country. Oh, that's, oh, that's kind of cool. Also. Yeah, yeah. I really like the way the drum cymbal sounds. Yeah. It's like good guitar playing. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. It's a pretty classic, like, well-written pop song, too. Um, and, you know, vaguely spiritual, which always does just pick numbers here in it the does, States. It does, it does. <laughs> We want you to be religious, but not so much. Not so religious. What's the um, band Cartman makes? Faith oh, plus Faith one. Faith plus one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Body of Christ, I must left in town. <laughs> Honestly, like, oh, such a weird melody. It, it is. It, and it's like I, maybe he needs more credit. It does remind me. I, well, we're clearly just thinking about South Park today, but it reminds me of Lemmy Winks. <laughs> <laughs> but with some crushing guitars. Right, right. Oh, what my are, God. What is, these are definitely seven-string guitars, you think? Were they playing seven strings back then? Nah. Just tuning low? Tuning low. Yeah. yeah. It's like good panning on the guitars. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. You think this is one of those, like, we, we pan one in one ear and one on the other and then kind of spread the little riffs across them? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Great pinch harmonic there. <laughs> Play on a PRS. <laughs> Probably, Probably, yeah. Probably, right? is big. Less fall or PRS. Also, also, good for this band for not really having a bridge. Just yeah, being no. like, let's... Oh, what was that? Little, little, you know, little radio vocal effects. <laughs> oh, solo. Oh, uh, yeah. This solo just makes me want to praise him. <laughs> Is that what you say? Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Dun 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 dun. dun. Ooh, reverse yeah. reverb. That's pretty weird. Damn. Creed so. I think that was a mistake. That. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded weird. Uh, welcome to listen to this podcast in which we explore songs we like, especially mostly songs we like. Yeah, <laughs> we mostly, research mostly, what they mostly. mean. How they're recorded, why they're written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. Yeah, I won't make you do another Michael Jackson song. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Do. Nothing from India either. Yeah. Um, today, we, it's funny because I wrote a Faith Plus One joke into my intro oh, here. Oh, nice. I was cool. Like, you can yeah. do it. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I was like, today, we once, twice, three times my savior with the song, <laughs> with the song Higher by Creed. It was released on August 24th, 1999, off the album Human Clay. Which is Human a, Clay? Yeah, it was a I really liked this album. Um, I was pretty young when it came out, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I think I was like, I just turned 10. Uh-huh. But I enjoyed it, you know, it rocked. It mm-hmm. was cool. Pop, mm-hmm. The poppy. 
songwriting really came through. Um, it's This is the band's breakthrough hit and peaked at number seven on the Billboard Top 100. And it was in the top 10 of the Top 100 for 57 weeks. Jesus. Top 10 hit for 57 weeks. That's nuts. Probably went mer. Yeah. <laughs> that means at least... That means at least like everyone kind of liked the song. Yeah. That's what that just that's, enough. Yeah. <laughs> just enough. It was number one hit on the modern rock and mainstream rock charts for a then record 17 weeks. Wow. Um, it was written by guitarist Mark Tremonti. Yeah. Along with Florida Marlins fan Scott Stapp. We I've got so many videos, but have you seen that one? We talked about it on one of some podcasts. He like recorded a song for the Marlins in like 2003. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a song about the Marlins, and it's called Marlins Take Sore, I think. <laughs> and the lyrics are like, a strikeout, uh, a double play, a stolen bass. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, we got to check it out. <laughs> Jesus, uh, The song was produced by John Kurzweig, who I, I don't couldn't find any um, relation to the synth guy. Yeah. Um, the song initially was conceived while improvising live on stage, which I think is funny because, mm. you know, for all our talk about Miles Davis, did he ever fucking improvise the song higher by <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever yeah, improvise yeah. a fucking number it's, one it's hit? Like, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> if anyone was improvising those number one hits, it was Bill Evans. Dur- yeah, during uh, Creed's earliest show, Scott Stapp would goad his bandmates to come up with a song live on the spot. Um, after reviewing the tapes of an early show, they found the gorgeous little nugget that would eventually take the success of the band and the spiritual ascent of the country even higher. <laughs> um, I feel like that's so annoying, like such a lead singer thing to do, to be like, just come up with a song on the spot now. Do it. And then when, when it's, uh, they come in on top, just be like, just do yeah, my dude. best. <laughs> um, I think there is something really cool, though, to like, the aggressive nature of having to improvise on the spot and what that can bring out of a musician or even a person. It doesn't happen very often anymore yeah. because people play the tracks so often today. Yeah, so you don't even really get the opportunity. You really don't get the to. opportunity just to yeah. make it up on the spot. Man, it's like we ha- we're going to have to do an extra pod, I think, at the end of this season, which we're doing 10 episodes. We'll do a we, recap let, or something. Yeah, where we just like talk about what we learned, like what we missed from this era. Yeah. Because like there are elements to this where it's like, yeah, when this song came out, I was like, I was like, yeah, it's a little silly. And like, as I got older, I was like, it's really silly. Now that I'm even older, I'm like, it's silly, but it's kind of, it has a little bit more meat on the bone yeah. than, than I would have thought back then. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know, music just changed a lot and some parts of it are cool. We'll have to, we'll have to save that for yeah. another podcast. <clears throat> Scott Stapp has said that the song is about the power of lucid dreaming. <laughs> Jesus doesn't like that. Yeah, he, he does. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus seems chill. Yeah. Um, just nobody who supports him seems chill at all. That's the funniest part. <laughs> Jesus, like, be good to people. And everyone who supports him is like, okay, I'll just kill everyone who doesn't look like me. Um, <laughs> Scott Stapp apparently had an endlessly present recurring nightmare. Oh, wow. Where he would be hunted down and killed by an unknown assailant brandishing a firearm. Okay. Once Scott Stapp uh, began practicing lucid dreaming, he was able to escape the gunman and compose the lyrics as a memento towards the dream. After he composed the lyrics, he claimed he never had the dream again. <laughs> Dude, the, the, the marketing department is like... Like frothing at the mouth. Like. It's like it's funny because it's like this band feels so like self-important, and that automatically makes me think that you're a goof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Uh, a lot of contemporary music like has a lot more tracks and a lot more sound going on. So I wanted to ask you, like, how does a song like Higher, especially this song, we'll even talk about this one, mm. sound so much bigger with less sonic information coming at me? When there's less elements in mm-hmm. the mix, you can make each one of those elements bigger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like when you have tons of tracks, you're kind of like subtracting so much from every single one to try to fit everything in there. Mm-hmm. So in when really you're making things smaller to make it bigger. Yeah, yeah. Where like if you just have a couple really awesome things, you can make them huge. That makes a lot of sense. And like, is there like a rule of thumb for like what number of elements or tracks you can get away with before you have to start doing addition by subtraction kind of? Nah, there's Not really, really no yeah, rule. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's really no rule. That's like one of my, honestly, one of my favorite things about music is the fact that there aren't, it's just like accepted that there aren't rules. Yeah, it's accepted that yeah. like this track might only have, you know, 40 tracks or 48 yeah, tracks. Yeah. So it's probably, probably even less. It's probably mixed, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a, a track today, a Sean Mendez track could have 200 tracks yeah. and still sound great. <laughs> yeah, I wish it, you would do could, this song. Yeah. Who would be your ultimate like current person covering Creed higher? And that like sounds like him or would do like a good job? Do like a good job. Okay, honestly, I think yeah. Sean Mendez would do a good job. Oh, you think so? Nice, nice. I think Daughtry obviously would do a good job. <laughs> yeah, Daughtry was this this fan. He was this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's not even but contemporary though. It's just like that's funny to think about. Yeah, yeah he was he's kind of like, he's like what, 2010? Yeah, yeah. I think it was when he had those those hits. Yeah. I'm going home. Yeah, yeah. I like Daughtry. Yeah, I thought he had good. some good shit. I'm about to listen to some today yeah, when yeah. I when I jump my rope. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I think Sean Mendez would fucking tear yeah. this shit up. Uh the main riff has like a ton of suspended chords. Which I know, like, you're a huge, huge fan of. Yeah, I love those, Do you think you can sum up what the sound of that is to the people who are listening? Definitely. Like, anytime you you have a chord, like, the basic fundamentals of the chord is obviously, like, the one, the root. Mm -hmm. If you play an A chord, you need an A note. Yeah. And then you need the third note, which tells it whether it's a happy chord, a major chord, or a sad chord, a minor chord. Such a great explanation already. You're killing it. Yeah. And then the fifth chord kind of just rounds it out, you know, just kind of rounds it out. It's the, the, it just kind of helps give it a little bit more bass. So when you, um, take that third note out and now the chord doesn't know whether to be happy or sad, Mm -hmm. it is melancholy. Yeah. And we, we put, instead of putting the three, we take the three out, we put the four in, and now it's wondering why it's melancholy. And that's a suspended chord. It doesn't sound happy. It doesn't sound sad. It doesn't yeah. know how to feel. And that's why. It's more ambiguous. It's, it's very ambiguous. Yeah, because it's like tapping into your spirituality, bro. It's yeah, like, bro. That's not, a, that's, it's not so happy and sad. I know, it's not. <laughs> what do you think? It's like, how, uh, how loud do you think they turn up these guitar amps to record these guitar parts? Oh, man, it's tough. I would have said that like in the previous week mm-hmm. when we did the Limp Biscuit one. Yeah. Like those electric guitars, like they sounded like they were fucking loud. Yeah, like yeah. you can just like I feel like you hear like the speaker like breaking the fuck up. Where this one it's hard to say because it's a little it's a little bit cleaner. It's still really rocking, but they're I don't think they're blowing amps. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's it's I really like the way the guitar sounds, like the rhythm and the lead. The lead it's like some of the melody lines feel goofy. It's hard to take the song. It's very late nineties yeah, melodies. Yeah, yeah. At the time it didn't feel goofy. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's funny because this dude, it's like He's kind of copying Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. Like I, right. I remember like a Mad TV right. skit making fun of that. And it's like, and eventually Ray Charles pops in and is like, you're all copying me. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm it's into like, that. okay, at least the, like they did that. The weird like garbled 
vocal delivery. It's like such a weird, weird thing. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure, man. I can't get man, it. I say. <laughs> I, that's, what, I, that's what does it for me. So this man. song's silly, right? Yeah. It's, it's a goof. You listen to it, you like laugh. I'm about to show you something for the YouTube Common Award. Goes out to the weirdo on YouTube. Is his name? His name is the weirdo. Yeah, the weirdo on YouTube is his name on YouTube. Um, every other word, every other instance yeah. is okay. <laughs> he posts, "Quote: I was diagnosed cancer in my lyric larynx. I'm smoking myself to death. Shockingly, at age 19, first time I prayed to God was this morning. After seeing my mother cry for me, I realized not only I take my life for granted, but the ones who cared for me as well. Higher is my battle song." Pray for yourself and others, my friends. So see, just because you and I are cynical assholes, I know. I feel like it doesn't bad. mean that. Don't feel bad. He loves the song. Yeah, he loves the song did it for At him. the end of the day, that's all that Exactly. Thank, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Please rate and review our show. Help spread the word. Tell your friends. We've got a lot of new listeners coming out. I don't know what the hell they're into. Maybe it's like people are really into Trapped. <laughs> Maybe it's the band members of Trapped themselves. Right. right. <laughs> but stay tuned. Next week, we got our last episode of the season. It's All-Star by Smash Mouth. Um, make sure you drop us a line and let us know how we're doing and what episodes you want us to do songs about in the future. Thanks so much for listening to this. Appreciate those nights and those dreams. But my friend, I'd sacrifice all those nights.